Hello, furry heroes. Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we appreciate a thriving subculture, even though everything we ever look at it seems really bad. Today, we're looking at Super Megatopia, an almost role-playing game about furry superheroes that you'd sort of recognize if you scraped all the fur off them and got past their giant cartoon breasts. I can't say much more without running out of topics for the actual show, so here we go, it's System Mastery. Welcome back to System Mastery. It's me, the host, Jeff, joined, as always, by the other host, John. John, how you doing? I'm all right. Oh, should anybody worry about you? No, no one should. Okay, that's good. I'm sure we've done that before. God damn, we've done a lot of episodes. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, we've just done too much work. Too many of these. We need to find a new way to start again. Yeah, that's right. Let's abandon mm-hmm. this entire thing we've done and just... Find something else. Let's make pottery on Etsy. Let's move to a small town. Let's get to a small Colorado arts town. Mm, I sure hope I find love on a rainy dock. That's my <laughs> oh that's man. My lifelong... Why is this doctor so rainy? <laughs> so I, I saw that you, even though you were done with all of Horrortoberfest, you watched an extra horror movie anyway. Ish. I mean, it was basically a sci-fi, psychological thriller more than it was horror, but, uh, you know, it was it was still okay. Yeah, I uh, while you were watching that, I was over here cruising Basic Instinct. Nice. Which I've never actually seen before. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. When I realized watching it, I was like, oh shit, this stars Michael Douglas? That makes me not want to see it very much. <laughs> And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously it's that movie that's famous because you can see Sharon Stone's pubes for like a second, but, um, that wasn't really the interesting focus to take away from the film. Really. It was that there's like eight people in all of San Francisco in that movie. Hmm. They are constantly meeting in broad outdoor famous locations in the middle of the day that are dead empty. Ah. Having loud yelly conversations with each other at the fucking wharf. No uh, one around, man. That was just garbage. But anyway, you watched the Mon- the what the Mandela effect? Yep, that's right. A movie about hey, what if this dumb internet conspiracy theory was true? Which man, just maybe don't make those because those people don't need more fuel on their fire. Okay, yeah, I won't help you push the project then. Instead, we have some projects to push. Uh, we have a couple of announcement masteries on this week's show. That's right. If you go over to our website, systemmasterypodcast.com, you can head over to the Give Us Some Money tab. And mm-hmm. if you want us to read something on air, it's $50 right now. It's going up at the end of the year. So if you want something in, go get it. Yeah. And if you want to do it in an even simpler fashion, you could just message us on the Discord directly. We'll set you up with a PayPal. Couldn't be easier. We want to make it happen. And yeah, we have a few more ads than usual over the next couple of weeks just because we're raising the price at the end of the year and we're being very transparent about it. So if you want to get in at the at the current low rate, now's the time to get that done. Hell yeah. So we have a couple of these to do. You want me to go first, John? You can go first if you would like. All right, then I'll go first. Our first one starts as follows. A hungry dinosaur. Excuse me, I'm going to start that over. A hungry tyrannosaur stalks behind you. I mean, still a dinosaur, but, you know, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like I it's not like it said pteranodon and I would have been actually wrong. Good point. Now I'm going to start a third time. A hungry a a fourth time. Hold on. A Okay. Yeah, yeah, here we go. I'm all set. (laughs) Okay. And a one and a two. And okay. A hungry tyrannosaur. You know what? I need some breaking news. We're just getting some. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) A hungry tyrannosaur stalks behind you. Dense fog phases in and out as the artificial weather system goes to hell. Stumbling through the jungle, you make it to your safe haven. Haven, a Sinjen Utilities Portageon. Struggling with the latch, you see your doom spelled out in big, friendly letters. Entry costs five credits, and you left your wallet back on the spaceship. Now you must face Shia LaBeouf. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. That, that last part wasn't part of the ad. Sorry, sorry, listener. Uh, Dinoplex Cataclysm is an adventure for the mothership sci-fi horror RPG, or easily adapted to your favorite sci-fi system. It's a campy but creepy love letter to dinosaur thriller classics like Jurassic Park and Dino Crisis with a heavy dose of corporate economic horror. Your purchase comes with a pamphlet that has everything you need to run the game, plus fun props to use at your table, like in like uh, an in-universe, or excuse me, I've got this all wrong today, like in-universe audio tracks and a park liability waiver written by a real lawyer. Dinoplex Cataclysm is available now for three bucks on DriveThruRPG and Itch.io. Take your players on a dinosaur vacation in space they'll never forget. Three bucks. What a steal. Three of bucks? Yeah, especially when you come with audio tracks and fucking other little bits and bobbles. Like, Hell of a deal. That's great. So once again, that was Dinoplex Cataclysm, which, uh, honestly, if you've heard me on the show enough, you know that my usual number one complaint about modern role-playing games is that there aren't enough of them that are about just dinosaurs. Yeah, I know. You're constantly saying that. I am. I actually am. That every time I look up a dinosaur RPG, because I'm way into dinosaurs, it's always like, the Teslasaurus can fire electrical bolts. And I'm like, fuck you. Give me real dinosaurs or go to hell. <laughs> or both. Or both. Do both. That'd be fun. Yeah. It'd dinosaurs in hell. Yeah. Coming soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as they've got real dinosaur names and they're not called like the Mighty Saurus or the Laser Faceadon or whatever. Fuck that crap. <laughs> But this didn't do that. This says Tyrannosaur right in the intro. So good on right you, there. listener and ad supporter. Uh, and now we've got another one, John. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hello, chums. This is Anar Mousen, cartoonist and illustrator. You might know me as half of the creative team behind the weekly LGBT-friendly webcomic, Bruce the Angry Bear. Or not. You know, we're really bad at promoting our work. Oh, but I've I'm been there. <laughs> I have also been bad at promoting Bruce the Angry Bear. <laughs> we gotta step that shit up. <laughs> but I'm not here today to plug my webcomic. Four years worth of strips available to read at www.gayiceland.is slash bruce-angry-bear slash... I'm here because my steady cartooning gig has gone on hiatus pending this whole COVID thing getting under wraps. That's why I'm offering my services... For commissioned artwork. Want a custom avatar for your next RPG outing? Or maybe a portrait of you and your fellow players' favorite characters assembled together? Or perhaps even a full illustration that commemorates the climax of your most exciting campaign yet? Or, you know, your climax. You, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, keep in mind that a lot of artists do determine whether or not they'll do uh, uh, NSFW work. I don't know where we're at here. <laughs> well... You can contact them on Instagram at E-M-A-S-S-O-N-A-R-T, uh, on Twitter, or E-I-N-A-R-M-A-S-S-O-N, or via email at <laughs> E-M-A-S-S-O-N-A-R-T at gmail.com. Uh, samples of my work should be available on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm sure I've also spammed appropriate channels in the System Mastery Discord. Check that out. Uh, by the time you hear this, prices range from about $50 US for a simple avatar, uh, to $150 for a full figure, full color portrait, to about $300 for some more complicated stuff. Thank you, and now back to the show. Now, instead of going back to the show, I'm going to elaborate further. Thank uh, you. Actually... And now back to the ad. <laughs> uh, real quick, I'm going to point out that it's actually very easy to just Google that webcomic. So if you didn't quite catch that entire web address, you could just Google Bruce the Angry Bear and it pops right up. Yeah. And, uh, and once again, that was Instagram at, at emassonart, Twitter at Einar Masson, that's E-I-N-A-R-M-A-S-S-O-N, or emassonart at Gmail. And there you go. I always like to do those twice. And there you go. Those are some announcements. Hey. How about we do the show now? I'm walking here. <laughs> no, you're not. You're rarely walking there. That's true. I'm rarely walking anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, okay. <laughs> this is, it's time to talk about, uh, time to talk about Super Megatopia. I don't know. Is it time to talk about Super Megatopia? 
I can think it you might talk be... about Super Megatopia? Can you I talk, it... period? <laughs> you know I have trouble with talk words. I know you do, and I love you for it. And yet, I've been doing this for almost a decade. <laughs> it's true, and it's the best. I find it to be absolutely soul-refreshing. <laughs> yeah, why should people who podcast be good at it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> it's the real, true inspirational story of someone that shouldn't be doing something still doing it. Yeah, that's right, folks. Look to me for your inspirational story. I'm the Rudy of podcasting. <laughs> You're so tiny. <laughs> that's not true. Okay, is there a story about a huge guy who's bad at football? Can I be... <laughs> Could that be me? I mean, I think that's a lot of guys. That's true, yeah. Uh, Super Megatopia is, I don't want to say a fetish RPG, but it is definitely a furry fetish RPG. (laughs) I mean, it's a furry RPG, and then they are very explicitly, like, right out of the box. They're like, yo, this is about superheroes and also some titties. Like, we're not going to try and hide that at all. We're definitely going to put some tits on display here. Yeah, they wear their tits on their sleeve, which is weird because you'd think you'd wear them up in the front there. Uh, And its I don't think it's just tits, personally. I mean, granted, yeah, there's a lot of tit stuff in here. Just endless boobies. But also, I I think that we've got a pregnancy fetish going on in here. Oh, we just have a pregnant woman. Yeah, but you don't write a pregnant woman superhero and draw her as having very prominent nipples with wet spots around them at all times, unless you've got a little bit of a pregnant slash milking thing going mm. on. You right? I mean, that's that's one of the. It, it's it's like saying that you should probably stop here because there's a big obvious stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this and and this is the. Uh, the real point to get at about Super Megatopia, uh, it is actually about 50 pages of comics and character studies, and then a role-playing game that is very, very short and missing a lot of missing or important pieces. Yeah. Now, the game itself is based on a different system, apparently, but I feel like they forgot to include a lot of stuff from that or just absolutely fucked up trying to make their own version of something because there are contradictions there are things just missing there's stuff that it mentions in one area that is never mentioned again it's uh god the whole thing's kind of a mess yeah yeah uh specifically the engine it uses is something called the paradigm shift game system which Thank goodness for that. That certainly doesn't make it sound like this book was written in 2003 or anything. Hmm. Uh, but that's available uh, presumably on a website that you can still go to. I have not tried. Obviously, that would be doing research, which you well know is a big no-no around here. Yeah, I don't want to find out what the actual system is. I'm judging it on what they've given me, which is, I don't know, probably about 70% of a system. Ooh, the website's still there. They have the same art style still and everything. Now they're selling miniatures. Oh, well, you know, good for them. Mm -hmm, Cool. All right, back to what we were actually doing. Uh, This is, again, a Super RPG, but when we say it's really a comedy Super RPG, uh, so there's no point where it's not taking the piss at all times. Well, yeah, you've got, you know, your superhero teams like The Offenders and... The uh, <laughs> Justice League of Super Megatopia and the Men Men. Yeah, which are also called, I think it was the X-Men where it's EX. The X-Guys. Of... Oh, the X-Guys, right. Uh, it, it's funny because they get called the X-Men and then the Men Men and then the, the X-Guys. And no, they're also... X-Guys then Men Men. Yeah, and I think they go back to X-Guys later in the book as well, but there is never a point where you see what their stats are or anything. They're just jokes that get mentioned once or twice. Yeah, given that in a 50-page RPG book, 38 of it is just, let's give you some comics and then the stats for various people, they could not manage in those pages of just giving you stats to actually put down any of the men-men or a lot of the random crap that they mention at the beginning. 
Well, maybe it was complicated for them to think up of which ones of the X-Men characters should be drawn as, like, breast expansion fetish material. There's clearly a lady cyclops in the artwork that they did with an EX written on her, on her chest. Yeah, um, and we do find out one of the villains we get, which is essentially a Mr. Freeze called Snowcone, uh, has a kid who's in the Men-Men and is essentially just Iceman. Yeah. Now, I I find myself curious. We don't really find out what they are, the men-men, because, again, they're not in this book. So it's weird that we're spending so much time on them. Uh, But I I don't know if they're supposed to just be humans, and that's why they're called men-men, because everybody else is gender-exclusive. Oh, okay. They're specifically just men. Yes. Okay, well, Uh, that would explain why the one picture of any of them that's found in the book is a woman, why she's in the ex-guise. Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, We also get... Like, the Offenders, like I mentioned, which are supposed to be basically the Avengers slash Defenders, whatever, except we also don't get that at all. Pretty much all we get is some furry versions of the Justice League, and that includes two different times we basically get Batman references. Yeah, there's multiple Batmans in here. Uh, I think one of them is supposed to be more of a Nightwing but uh, actually, wait, I think there's like three Batmans. Well, there's in the Justice League of Super Megatopia, there is Creepy Guy and Creepy Guy is just Batman. Yeah, he's, he's a Batman. super scary and uh, everyone's afraid of him and he's just got an ass load of skills and no superpowers. But uh, in order to make him more palatable, they gave him a sidekick that's a chirpy bird called Swallow. So you have Creepy Guy and Swallow. So like, mm-hmm. okay, there's your Batman. But then you also have the Vane family, yeah, which is a superhero family, and they have Weasel Boy, the son of Bruce Vane, who is Owen Vane, and it's sort of like... It's if, more, more of a Nightwing, I think. Kind of, except he has his own sidekick. Because it's sure Weasel Boy had... and Mighty Yak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, most of this is just comics and introductions to this Justice League team. And by introductions, most of the Justice League that they, they introduce us to are just jokes about horny dummies. Like, it's just an endless litany of jo- like, oh, man, if Superman is so invincible, I'm sorry, mighty, mighty hamster is, is so indestructible, then why does Wonder Wombat spend so much time tending to his wounds? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, in both the description for Mighty Mighty Hamster and Wonder Wombat, they're both like, oh, yeah, and these two are fucking. And then if if you were to ask them, Mighty Mighty Hamster would tell you what else Wonder Wombat is wonderful at. Uh, yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. I do like at least a couple of the things in here. Limelight is a great name for a Green Lantern knockoff. Like, I like that. That's fine. Yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, I'll tell you a problem with it, though, John. That is a taken name in D.C. for a Green Lantern. Uh, I'm sure, like me, they didn't know that, because who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's the official hero name of Jessica Cruz, one of the, one of the, uh, the Green Lanterns. Great. Never heard of him. All right, well, luck- lucky for you, I have Pedantry Man to the rescue. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. And again, the same thing happens with the Green Arrow pastiche because his name is Argent Archer, which I have seen about fifteen times as the the rough equivalent of what they're going to call a Green Arrow elsewhere. Yeah, the <laughs> the probably the least horny and you know amusing thing they have is their Hawkman equivalent, who has been essentially fucked up by continuity and so he has a bunch of different alternate reality and timeline things but they're all at the same time yeah i thought that was probably the one joke in here that actually had me laughing was the uh the 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 hawkman stuff and he's called something else he's the falchion falcon yeah the falchion falcon his deal is that he can use any ancient weapon uh, even if he's never seen one before, he has the power to pick up and use any ancient weapon. Also, he can fly because he's a hawk furry. Um, you know what's and, great, though, about 
them saying that he has the power to pick up and use any ancient weapon. He does not, under his skills, have the skill in using any ancient weapons. <laughs> well, does he have a superpower that does it? No. Because oh, well, this good. game is dumb as fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, it was the that's only one joke. of those... Go ahead. That's one of the things in here as well is... <sighs> For all of the different characters, they have like, oh, here's their stats, and then their skills, and their talents, and their abilities. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. I can go look those up. Except there are times when you'll look at something and be like, oh, you you gave someone a skill and it doesn't exist in the game? Common, like, yes. You know, they'll go, oh, this person has melee combat weapons at plus one. That's not a skill in this game. Yeah, um, you also, almost every character, even the ones who aren't, like, astonishingly powerful or anything, are built with well more than twice as many points as a starting character should have. Oh, yeah. A starting character gets 120 base, mm -hmm. and for most of the heroes, you're looking at somewhere in the 200-some-odd range. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, granted, the Superman or the Batman are both about 270. Yeah. So, okay. Also on the Justice League is their Flash equivalent, Hyper Hippo, uh, who is, I, she's just a bunch of jokes about boobs because she's a, a female character. Well, yeah. She's a hippo. She has to eat constantly because, of course, metabolism. Uh, and she's a, a little on the on the bigger side, but thank goodness that just means she's got even bigger bazooms. I mean, and she's fast. The problem with all this, when you're like, ah, yes, that you know, you see the first few things like Hyper Hippo and Wonder Wombat, and you're like, okay, I get it. You know, uh, they're sexy. Okay, sure. But mm -hmm. you get to the point where you get to two aliens that their whole thing is they abduct people and make them big of breasts. Yes, and yeah, they there's... made a superhero buxom gal whose entire thing is that she stores superpower in her tits and the more she uses, the smaller they get. And everybody wishes she'd stop fighting crime. <sighs> so, so here's the thing. I, I got exasperated of this, not because I found it gross or unpleasant, because that's not the case. This is just someone throwing their, their free... Uh, expand, breast expansion fetish down on paper. Ha g have fun with your bad self. Go crazy. It's great. Whatever. Uh, the problem is that they just keep telling the same joke. They're like, this what? person has big boobies. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. they might they might start start calling her perky nipples, lass. Yeah. There is a villain who is known as Dark Chipmunk, but. The first time she went on a crime spree, news reporters referred to her as dark, perky, nippled one. Uh, also, so the picture next to Dark Chipmunk is her completely naked uh, nipples on display in a picture where it looks like she has just fucked snow cone to melting. I think it's supposed to just be that she killed him and is in the melty remains. But no, it could it could also just be that she banged him until he was dead. Who knows? Well, I mean, given that she is naked and in like a straddle position in the middle of the puddle, it really reads that way. Yeah, no, you're not you're not wrong. Uh, so, but like, I really want to get this across here. This is important. I don't care about the idea that this game is like a furry fetish thing. The problem is the game's short, and yet it's got the same joke in it fifty times. I mean, I'll say I I'm disappointed in the whole furry fetish thing because you know if you're gonna do that just do that <laughs> you don't need to try and make it a supers game no i know i know and we've talked about this before and it's an interesting discussion to have actually is how much fetish can you stuff into a role-playing game and still have it be a, a useful role-playing game because i mean the uh, the interesting thing is they don't put any of it into the actual rules there isn't a superpower that is the equivalent of you store superpowers in your breasts. That's just some shit they made up because they wanted to have someone with breast inflation and deflation. 
Yeah, and she her power is listed under her own description. It's called like energy battery or something. But but uh, there you can't personally build this character. No, energy battery is not a power you can get. Mm-hmm. And they do this a few times. The dark chipmunk has a black hole gun, and that's not a thing you can get. And they even in the description are like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to quantify. Let's just say you roll to hit and then say what happens and it costs, let's say, 65 points. So <laughs> there's a lot of very generous on the descriptions of things. But the thing is, I don't think that's necessarily a problem when you actually get down to the rules and see how loose and freeform they are. Like some of the merits, because this game has merits and flaws, why not? Some of the merits you can get are things like boon you have some kind of a boon it costs 10 points your dm will know what it does and i mean that's I, basically the same as the <laughs> flaws as well they're like you have some sort of hidden agenda it's i don't know worth five to 20 points you figure it out yeah so it's very it's very loosey-goosey overall um but uh, what i'm what i'm getting at with the repetition is this buxom gal, her pa- she's she's got the power of super of getting extra strong and extra powers. Uh, the longer she waits to fight crime, because her breasts just keep getting bigger. But over the course of it, there's like five jokes in a row that are the same joke. Boy, I wish she'd stop fighting crime. If she'd just stop fighting crime, she'd have to wear a tent for a top. Oh, now she's flat as a board, but if she stopped flighting crime, she'd be as big as two balloons. Someone once offered her a million dollars to stop fighting crime for 24 hours. God bless the perverted aliens that captured her and stopped her from fighting crime for 24 hours. She's got big boobs. Yeah. I mean, when you make a character that is just called Buxom Gal, you're like, I I don't think you've got much more in the tank than just yo titties. <laughs> Uh, there's also, I kept finding jokes that are very lifted, um, just very, very lifted jokes that the, uh, the city they're in is called like super megatopolis or super megatopia city or something. But then they, they mentioned that it's right near Quidgybo farms, which great. Just why not take a word from the Simpsons? No one will no, no one watches that. Hmm. Or, uh, there's, there's a, uh, an earnest use of underwater basket weaving in here. God bless. Who thought that? <laughs> In the 2000s, we would still get an underwater basket weaving I got, in the this skills is, section. This is the only research I did for the show, because I know I've been hearing the underwater basket weaving thing as a way to attack more artistic colleges for my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, the colleges offers useless degrees like underwater basket weaving. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I've been hearing that for forever. This can't be an original usage. I looked it up. It's from 1954. That's the first time that joke showed up, and it's been used in the exact same way the entire time to make fun of liberal arts colleges. Great. Uh, It it has occasionally been used instead to make fun of football schools where it's presented as an intensely easy class for football students to get A's in. Mm, Uh, I find that unlikely because I got to be honest with you, John. Underwater basket weaving sounds very difficult. It does. It sounds like something where you'd be like, I don't know who would take that unless you were really into the concept. Mm-hmm. And you know what's a nice fu- fucking cherry on top before I stop talking about this forever? Sure. Uh, it's it's also racist. Good. Great. I don't know if you knew that, but of course it's racist. It's someone's misinterpretation of how Native Americans made baskets by soaking reeds in water so that they'd be flexible. They didn't have to be underwater to do it. Uh, okay. <sighs> so there you go. I'm done with it now. I'm putting it down. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Where else are, do we want? Do we want to talk anymore about these awful comics? Uh, I mean, half of them don't even make sense. They're just so thick with bad jokes and weird art that you just can't even tell what's going on. Yeah. the The problem is they spend most of their time with like one joke maybe Mm -hmm. like the amount of time they spend with their nick fury analog named dick furry and just constantly going like yes that's his real name (laughs) haha who wow what a name and you're like yeah we get it fucking just come on (laughs) 
Yeah, no, there's one whole comic that's like three pages long where they keep going like, wait, you mean the guy from Sword? No, that's Furry. Dick Furry. Is that his real name? Yeah, that's his real name. Dick Furry. We should call him Dick Furry because that's his real name. This lady's got big boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Sigh. There there is a a surprise cap on all these us making fun of the jokes coming. So just you wait. Hmm. Um, okay, so eventually you do get into a, a character creation section, and I guess you might as well go through that. Sure. So, like we mentioned, uh, starting heroes will get 120 points. You, mm-hmm. you know, because everything in this is just who gives a shit, you can also, it says, have more or less depending on whatever. But, you know, maybe you'll get more points if you bribe him. Or have compromising pictures of him and a farm animal. Wait, separately or like together? Like, because yeah. I do have I do have compromising pictures of a farm animal. Of him and a farm animal? No, no, just of of, he, of my DM, who I'm going to assume is you, and all because that's one of our our default assumptions on the show uh, is that we are the DM for each other at any time we have to talk about a DM. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have any compromising pictures of you because you never do anything. But I do have compromising pictures of a farm animal. Is that and regular pictures of you? Is that good enough? Well, you could bribe me with those compromising pictures of a farm animal. <laughs> yeah, I have these pictures of a horse voting for the reform party. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, this sheep is a Tory. Oh, <laughs> this duck is buying stocks on margin. <laughs> <laughs> So, Uh, can I have an extra two points? Yeah, whatever, sure. It doesn't fucking matter when you see my bonus content character. Believe me, it doesn't fucking matter. (sighs) Uh, Okay, so, yeah, you get 120 points to spend. Uh, You have to buy your stats, and they cost uh, point for point up until, I believe it's 10 for each one, and then two points for point beyond that. There is no limit to how high they can go. Yeah, although... Being that this is a supers game, you are definitely going to get to a point where it is way easier to level it up with just buying the super-powered version of whatever than trying to just put points into the stat. The only thing it doesn't do is give you more hit points because your hit points are based on your before superpower stats. And for one of them, strength in particular, there's only three stats, strength, agility, and or mind, body, and agility. Uh, body is Which, more... It's fair if you go ahead and mess that up, because the book will continually reference body as being strength and mind as intelligence. Mm-hmm. Constantly. But uh, initially, they're called mind, body, and agility. Uh, body... You can buy a uh, superpower called, like, increased body or super body or something for five points. And each time you spend five points on it, it doubles your current strength score, Uh, which means that the moment you have six strength, it becomes increasingly uh, better to just go ahead and buy the doubler instead of putting more points into strength. Hmm. Hmm. Now, there is an exception to that. I read it as being not you double the doubled part, but you just add another times to whatever it was. Mm, not me. It just says you double your strength for each purchase of it. I know, but I went back and looked at the characters that have the actual enhanced strength and enhanced mind and whatnot, and it just says, like, times four or times three rather than you get an ass load of uh, whatever. So, fair, you know. Whatever. I'm going to go by the, the, uh, the way that I've read through it in the first place, which is just starting with the rules and then going back and reading the comic books later. I mean... The way that they present the rules in this is bad and should feel bad because, I mean, like that where it just says, oh, you you double your current strength. You're like, okay, but does that mean double it for everyone? Like I, I get that same amount or am I doubling the double? Who knows? Hey, when you buy one of them, your strength goes from six to 12. That is your current strength. When you buy another one, your current strength isn't six. Your current strength is 12. Except it is still six, because for so the purposes gonna, of your I'm hit points, with my interpretation. it's still a Unless six. Unless they specifically said otherwise, I'm sticking with my current interpretation. Uh, I think it's wrong, uh, but that's okay. fine. Whatever, you so, can cheat. I mean, there's... A, let me just give another example. The well, difference uh, please, between... I, I, go, 
increased speed and flight. Mm -hmm. So increased speed says for every five build points spent on the power, you double the character's movement rate. Mm -hmm. Flight says the basic flight power costs five build points and lets the character fly at their basic movement rate for each additional five build points doubles the BMR or basic movement rate. It doesn't say doubles the basic movement rate of flight, just your basic movement rate, which means instead of getting increased speed, you could get flight for five more points and also <laughs> continue doubling your speed. I think that's actually an argument in my favor. Uh, that means that each power has a discrete ruling for how it wor how it works when it says it doubles a stat, and you have to take that into account when you're purchasing them. Uh, for example, teleport says that it, it it doubles your normal movement rate, specifically calling out normal to suggest that if you have super speed, that doesn't factor into your doubling uh, of range for teleportation. Except there's... <laughs> That means there are three different ways that it refers to movement rate, movement rate, normal movement rate, and basic movement rate, none of which are actually a thing that matters in here. There's just, there is no basic movement rate. There's just movement rate. There's no separation in the game's mechanics because all your move is, oh God, and move, your, is body plus agility divided by four, and you can spend bonus points to increase that it's actually but, plus uh it's mind plus agility divided by four plus body divided by two that's your movement rate no that's um, bonus points not body body <laughs> plus agility divided by four plus any bonus points you put in divided by two. Oh, okay yeah that's bp not bot okay you're right you've got it already there. says body <laughs> yeah no no you're right you're absolutely right i was looking for something else uh okay uh, but in any <laughs> The movement rate in here also says that when you get your movement rate, that's in inches. There will never oh, yeah. again be in this game a point where it talks about playing on, like, a mat with miniatures and that inches represent whatever. Nope. It just says your movement rate is based in inches, and then you have powers that are based in miles per hour, and there's no way to know what conversion rate is yeah when i when i first started building a bonus character i was taking advantage of my interpretation of the doubling mechanics to be like i'm going to build a character who can teleport people to the moon uh and, and just let them die there and it wasn't all that complicated to do because doubling is an insanely powerful mechanic if you can get your hands on it uh but then i realized as i was building the character that there's no scale conversion for your speed being in inches which means that every character in this game actually does have a speed based on inches so if you build a completely average regular joe character their speed will be 10 inches per combat action which again um, <laughs> it doesn't say 10 inches and that's on a mat and you'll get a ruler out and move your figure 10 inches and that's your movement it's just like your move is, you know, 10 inches. Okay, what is that? How does that interact with anything? What are you talking where's, about? Where's the scale conversion? What you want to hear is that an inch is equivalent to five feet. You You'd know, love like, to hear that. And yet. yeah, but that that's <laughs> not there. Uh, so instead, if we're working entirely off rules as written, an inch is an inch. And every character in this game is remarkably slow. Except... A, a sink we've already got three different ways that you can purchase movement in this game how about a fourth one if you pick up the ghost walk power which lets you do astral projection that doesn't interact with your movement speed at all it just gives you a miles per hour speed yeah you travel at 100 times your mind in miles per hour imagine okay. a world where most people can move a couple inches every minute and then one person who can go several hundred miles an hour i mean I just, God, everything in this is so fucking bad. It's just I, so awful because nothing is consistent between, like, page to page. There mm -hmm. is, in the skills section, when they're like, hey, you can buy skills, and uh, they give you a plus one to whatever when you use that skill because it's a uh, stat plus however much you have in the skill roll under mm -hmm. when they first mention it it says it's stat plus skill roll under on a d20 yeah. but if you go down 
to the bottom of character creation where they start talking about uh, using skills after they talk about like damage resolution. Then it says it's on a 2D10 scale. And it also has combat resolution on a 2D10 scale. So they just sort of forgot in about six pages that they had set a D20. Yeah, yeah, they forget the D20 and move to a D10, or 2D10, uh, including two different crit ra- uh, ranges based on whether you're rolling the D20 or the 2D10, uh, making it far less likely that you'll have critical hits and critical failures if you jump to the 2D10 variation. Which is much um, better, given that it's like you auto-succeed or auto-fail on a 2 or a 20 in the 2D10. I'm like, great, that's not going to happen very often, so you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm all the time either succeeding or failing on shit that I shouldn't. Well, yeah, it just moves it from a 5% chance to a 1% chance. Um, the stats, I mentioned earlier that an average person would have, like an average human would have about a 10, but you don't start seeing bonuses in any one of the stats until you hit a 19. Uh, so if you're, if you're wondering where like an average human is, they usually fall, or I shouldn't say human, there's an average anthro, uh, falls. They're somewhere between 10 and 20. Uh, but they can, they can go up way up into the hundreds. Cause again, it's a supers game, uh, and then you also calculate your hit points and movement based on that. Now, you may think to yourself, oh, wait, wasn't the skill the skill system 2D10 roll under stat plus skill and you can build your stat up into the hundreds? Yes. At that point, yes. you're only rolling to see if you get that double zero to auto fail. Yeah. I mean, I mean sure. thankfully, the combat system isn't based on stats or else, oh, man, that would be unfortunate because you'd just be like, all right, who has the highest agility? You know, oh, I bought it up to 150. Oh, I only have 98. I guess you automatically win every time. I mean, you do automatically go first every time because the initiative system is D10 plus raw agility score. Yeah, and that's honestly fine. Whatever. If you're the Flash and you want to have a super high agility or something, great. I mean, you go first. Good job. I I especially appreciate the person who's got an agility of 160 rolling the d10 Ooh, 163 this time well you never know they might be faced against someone that also has 160 and you're like well all right i guess we yeah. gotta roll you got a good point flash gotta fight reverse flash from time to time that's just regular now the thing is when you get to a certain point uh generally 99 you stop getting bonuses so if I go to 99 agility, I have a mm-hmm. plus nine on my to hit and defense. Mm-hmm. Past that, it doesn't matter. I can have 400 agility and I'm still just a plus nine. Mm-hmm. So at mm-hmm. least there's no extreme level of like, oh, just dump all of your points into doubling agility and win. Why, John, of course there is. While that is accurate for both strength and agility, there is no end to how many extra skill points you can get from jacking your mind up into the stratosphere. Yeah, and it's not even skill points. It's plus to all skills. That's correct, yes. So if you get your your mind using the mind-doubling superpower up into the hundreds or thousands, you'll be like, I'm plus several hundred to every skill in the game. Including skills that don't have a a set number of plus to it, because it just allows you to do things like martial arts, which you have to put bonus points in in order to unlock certain things. So, okay. Now, granted, that's irrelevant, because once you pass 100, it doesn't matter. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, 100, it doesn't matter anyway, because you're still only failing on that roll of a double zero. Well, for mind abilities, yeah. Okay, now, in the skill section, you pretty much have the skills you'd expect. Uh, you know, your basic uh, ranged combat, melee combat, acting, the, just, just the skills that are in most games. Uh, you may find yourself wondering, in a game that is so much about uh, sex jokes and breast expansion and all that, how does the seduction skill work? Oh, well, obviously, a character with this skill is very good at chatting up members of the opposite sex. Well, yes, but also GM's note... This is a dangerous skill, because if you miss, then, you know, they'll they'll do something to you. Don't roll a 20 while trying to seduce someone. Okay. The GM is encouraged to use his imagination and grid in the Gazoo. If you super fail at trying to seduce someone, I guess they'll uh, 
to say no. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? What? Yeah, it, sh- it it should have been on the crit success. You may get more than you bargained for. Not on the crit fail. They super say no. Like, what am I... Am I going to get shot? What are you saying happens in this town when you fail a seduction roll? Is that a drink-in-your-face situation? I don't understand the joke. I'm I'm very curious. Also, fuck you. Put some get, Let gay people seduce each other. <laughs> uh, and and I, NB people. And everybody other than members of the opposite goddamn sex. The... So the skills in this, as well, when mm-hmm. it's going through the descriptions... Have a uh, a little letter <laughs> afterwards in parentheses, so it might have like acrobatics has an A after it, meaning that it's an agility skill. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I'm using acrobatics, it's agility plus acrobatics roll under. For yes. acting, that's got an M. That's mind. Okay, mind skill, same thing. Roll under, great. Yeah. And then you get to some things that are M A. And AM. <laughs> and BA. And if you read it as like, all right, is this mind agility or body agility? And if it is, does that mean I choose one? Am I averaging the two? What do I, it what doesn't do, I even, do with that? It doesn't have a key in any capacity whatsoever. You figured out the A, the M, and the B through context clues. When they start prevent presenting the other things that show up in here, like MA, uh, MB, RCBT, then you you just have to figure it out yourself. They don't explain how to do that. They don't explain that you average them or take the lesser of the two of them or the greater. Just nothing. I also want to give a great big shout out to this skill list going through the whole thing where everything is like M, A, M, B, A, B, whatever. Getting down to the swinging ability, which says parentheses agility. What yes, the yeah, it does. fuck? You couldn't even stick with your own convention within the skill list. I mean, okay, I appreciate that. I really do, and I saw it too. But my favorite is Demolition and Disarm Traps, which are right next to each other. Demolition, M-A. This skill is the ability to work with explosives. Disarm Trap, A-M. This is the ability to, to disarm traps. <laughs> Now, my association on reading that was that demolition requires a master's degree and disarm traps only works in the morning. Indeed, obviously. (laughs) Of course. I don't understand how you could read that any other possible way. Well, it's why seduction has MB, so you need your master's in business in order to seduce people. (laughs) Yeah, where uh, one of them requires BM, so I assume you have to poop while you're doing it. Oh, obviously. Yeah, so I think we've got it all figured out. (laughs) God damn it. <laughs> it was <laughs> this only has like 13 pages of rules and they can't stick the landing on from page to page within a single page they can't do it oh it is infuriating to try and figure anything out in this because you'd be like okay okay i kind of i, I kind of know what i'm doing nope no clue you've just thrown me for a loop i don't know what the fuck any of this means Okay, so after you finish up with the skills, you hit the talents section. Uh, Talents aren't quite superpowers. They're just good things that your character is good at. Uh, They include things like dark vision, direction sense, light sleeper, uh, perception, and which increases your bonus to perception checks, which I think is just a d20 roll that they mentioned earlier. Uh, It's just a mind roll. Right. And resistance, which is my favorite one because it doesn't say what it does. Oh, you just have a resistance to certain diseases? Oh, no, no, no. The resi- Okay, the character has a much increased resistance to whatever he chose the resistance to. For, for example, a character with a resistance to colds will not catch colds. Well, not as easily as other characters anyway. Resistances are specific. A character cannot buy a broad area such as resistant to disease, but must instead buy separate resistances to various types of diseases. There is no limit to the number of resistances a character can buy. Also, disease was an example and not the only thing. So you can Hmm. use this for whatever uh, as long as you spend one point on it. But don't worry, it doesn't do anything, and it doesn't actually make you immune to anything either. You can still catch a cold. It's just harder. Yeah. How much harder? Who knows? This isn't a game about rules. <laughs> this is a game about describing large breasts. 
Uh, there, there is a, <laughs> there's a point in this, uh, game where I also was looking at two very similar powers. One is called uh, oh. armor okay. and one is called damage reduction. Mm-hmm. Armor provides you one point of protection value per three build points. Very straightforward protection value is just straight up. You reduce incoming damage by that value. Awesome. Yeah. Great. It's one sentence. Perfect. Damage reduction allows a character to ignore a certain amount of damage. Unlike armor, this also means the da- <laughs> means a reduction in any knockback from the attack. And it costs one point per four bonus build points you use. Mm-hmm. Are there any rules for knockback in this game, Jeff? Uh, no, I don't believe there are. Fabulous. <laughs> so if you want to spend a little premium, a little extra, like 33% more on every one of your points that you invest in it, you can get immunity to a thing that's not here. Hooray! And I got to be honest, when you said you saw two powers that were basically the same, I thought you were going to talk about darkness and light control. <laughs> no, nope, darkness... I'll let you have it. <laughs> sure. Darkness lets you generate darkness or generate light. It specifically lets you change the lighting in an area, not shut it off. Just make it dark or make it light or control the radius around you in terms of illumination out to a, a certain radius of feet. Yep. Um Light control is the same power, but you can also shoot lasers, and it costs the same. (laughs) So, Uh. why not? I assume it's because one of the sample characters they made had both darkness and light control to be like, I'm the guy who makes it dark and then fires light beams everywhere, like some sort of dance club laser master. But they just, they have two of the same power. There are several powers that create questions in my mind based on the nature of the setting. Uh, Because, again, this is a very furry game. Everybody's a wombat or a um, a hamster or a bear or a yak or something. One of the powers you have is animal control. Uh, The character has the ability to communicate with and control certain types of animals. At the basic level of 10 build points, the character can communicate with and or control one individual from any species, such as cats, dogs, cockroaches. So the question I immediately ask is, uh, does that mean you can just use that to control all the people in town who are hamsters? No, because those aren't animals, Jeff. Mm, Those are people. Those are people. So what we, instead, what we're learning is that this is a world that has dogs and dog people. Yes. Uh, as and there well is as actually people. a character, like a sample character that they have in here, that uh, Piranha Girl is a anthro-piranha and also can control fish. Okay, fair enough. That's good to know. I'm glad that I've learned this. Great. <sighs> I kept expecting, as I was making my th- way through these superpowers, to find some that had anything to do with all the very porny nature of the the start of the book uh and 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 yet absolutely nothing the game goes we get 48 pages of just uh idiots and titties uh which by the way if i ever get around to making my deed my my, uh 80s boob movie i think that's going to be the name of it obviously yeah it's going to be it's going to be a a jeff joint idiots and titties 1985 and it'll be a story of a bunch of chuckleheads just trying to get by in a world that they aren't ready for. And they keep finding car washes. <laughs> just keep finding them. I know. They just keep finding them. And luckily, their car's always dirty. Luckily. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a also, lot of powers. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, there's a bunch of powers that still don't do anything, such yes. as sense of smell. For five build points, you have a keen sense of smell. No rules. Microscopic vision. The character can see very small objects. For five build points, the character can see things ten times smaller than normal. Every five build points multiplies the previous level by ten. Now, I don't know about you, John, but really small things are usually normal size. (laughs) Like, for example, your average atom is atom-sized. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that means that this person can see, like, really, really tiny chairs that shouldn't be that small. Or if I'm just being extra pedantic right now. Oh, I mean, I would assume that it's, you can see 10 times smaller than normal clearly. Mm-hmm. So. Like, you can you make know. out things at that size. Your fidelity increases. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. It's not what it says, but I can see that. <laughs> 
uh, there's there's so many where I kept expecting it to go like off the rails into the end of the porn stuff. Like you've got change self, uh, duplicate self, elasticity, growth. Every time I saw one of those, I was like, oh boy, here it comes. Here comes how this works on cup sizes. Nope, the book is 40 pages of porn, 13 pages of not porn. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like, because they say, oh, this is a customized version of the Paradigm Shift game system, they tried to copy and paste a bunch of stuff from that, and then also, like, fucked it up somehow (laughs) in the custom version. Uh, there's a few more that are completely weird and worthless powers that I do want to mention. One of them is sound powers. I was uh, this just pow- looking at that. <laughs> this power allows the character to control sounds at all levels. I know what that means. I guess I guess that means you can control really quiet and really loud sounds. I guess. And it also increases the damage done by a sonic attack by 1d10. There are <laughs> no sonic attacks. I mean, there's energy blast, and I think you're allowed to restructure energy blast into whatever kind of damage you want. Great. Um, Yeah, energy beams. This may be any kind of energy projection. So I guess that's probably supposed to be how that works. The other one, and this is my favorite, vehicle. Uh, The character can have and create a vehicle with special abilities. There is a base cost of 10 build points to have the vehicle. That's it. It doesn't say how you build a vehicle, what special abilities means. Does that mean it has superpowers or what am I, what am I able to do here? Exactly. There's a gear table in the game. There's a page of gear. It's all armor and weapons. Uh, None of it is vehicles. Can I, can I just say my favorite thing about the gear in this game? I, I would love it if you did. So the gear is just, a table of weapons and a table of armor. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of the tables, there is notes. So if something says thrown, it means it may be thrown. One hand means it can be used one-handed. Two-hand, used two-handed. Ground equals may only be used on the ground and not from horseback. Note, nothing says ground. N reload yeah. equals takes N phases to reload. Nothing says N reload. However, uh, I was going to say there is oh, there one is thing. one one. Yeah, reload. there's a, the 12 gauge shotgun. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. There is, however, under the armor, it has PV, which we know from earlier context clues is protection value. Great. Mm-hmm. Then it says MM with a negative in inches. So you can infer that must be movement. And it impairs my movement. Then there's IM, which goes from minus zero to minus two. And I have no idea what that means. I'm going to throw a guess out there that that stands for initiative modifier. Maybe. Uh, Because initiative is one of the few things in the game where you're trying to roll high. Uh, So having a penalty based on your, your outfit being heavy, like a bomb squad suit, would make sense. But once again, there... There are a lot of abbreviations on this page, which are only on this page, and are not explained and never will be. I mean, especially because when you go to determining initiative, it is known as initiative rank. So yeah, you would, not, you'd hope it would be IR if that's what they meant. Well, I'm guessing that in both the MM and the IM, it says, you know, movement modifier and initiative modifier. I, I'm God, guessing. that is giving way too much credit to this game. I'm taking my turn being nice. You took your turn earlier. <laughs> I, I also appreciate that the hero costume, which appears to be the only thing they added to this page that's new to this book, uh, it is <laughs> hero costume has no values of any kind. It doesn't do anything with your initiative or your movement or your pa- or your armor. It says generally for show, and then underneath that it says female ones are worse. Wor- worse? worse? How? They're already at all zeros. Wait. It does it penalize you, or does it just mean hero costumes are worse looking? What? What do you? I think I find it amusing that hero costumes are in and of themselves gendered, as opposed to costumes for female heroes are worse. Yeah, female as costumes. A, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I assume that the co- you can tell if your costume's a female or not by saying its name in French. If you say le, you've got a male costume on your hand. If you're like la costume, that's female. 
Oh, good. Yeah, that's the easiest way to tell them apart. Just talk to them in French, and it'll happen automatically. But as far as I can tell, that's the only thing on this page that is added uh, for this book. Everything else appears to be a reprint from another book. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, uh, I don't know how that's they're pretty worse. much it. Now I mentioned earlier a capstone on the bad jokes. Yes, uh, there is a section in this book about how to do uh, XP. Like it's just you just use the build points, the same points that you use to build your character in the first place. And I got to be honest, that's probably my favorite thing in the book. Is beyond the Hawkman continuity joke, uh, is is uh, the the uh, using the same tool for character creation and XP later is always a good idea. Uh, mm-hmm. But here's the deal. You get little tiny chunks of it. Like, oh, you participated in the episode. You get one build point. You had success in this episode. One build point. However, a player character can be penalized for failing mission. Minus one build point. Poor role playing. Minus one build point. Not being funny. Minus one build point. That's probably why this book has a whole bunch of abbreviations that aren't explained. It's because it didn't have enough build points to include them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get it? The book isn't funny. The book is, yeah, the book is full of unfunny jokes and just rambly weirdness that I can't even begin to explain. Yay. And it's very, it's very short. <laughs> so, so this is a pretty wild one. I'm not seeing the rules for the paradigm shift system on the website. So it, it might be that uh, we are the only people who have this bad boy. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. I, I guess at this point we should probably uh, get to our favorites and least favorites. John, do you think that's about right? Are we there? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, we're already, wow. Okay, yeah, we are very much there. John, what would you say was your favorite thing about this game? Uh, I mean, <laughs> probably my favorite thing is that they didn't include a bunch of, like, fetish stuff in the actual rules themselves the fact that they were like if you want to ignore the first 30 pages of this and just try and use this engine to play superheroes you can do that yeah no, that's true the fact that the rules themselves are not fetishy is yeah, it doesn't uh, it, force you into it yeah uh okay and then and I, yours I was the yeah. bonus points uh, I was going to say that's pretty that in the Hawkman continuity gag I actually kind of appreciated the uh the oh Hawkman's problem is that he's got 11 different continuities going at once and it's like yeah that is actually a regular Hawkman problem yeah he's got the problem where you know maybe one day he'll wake up and just be in a convenience store and not have powers anymore you know like yeah or, yeah is he uh is he a space ranger from Thanagar, or is he an archaeologist, or is he an archaeologist with the brain of an ancient pharaoh? He's all of those things all of the time. Yes. Very complicated character, and honestly, it's not like the character's worth all that complexity. He's a big, muscly dude with wings and and an axe. Yep. Really, they should just license the Hawkman, the local Hawkman equivalent from... uh, what, what Brian Blessed's character in, in uh, God damn it, Flash Gordon? Because that'd be that's the best Hawkman ever. Big yelling Brian Blessed with wings still ride a chariot for some reason. Great. Okay, what's your least favorite thing, John? Oh boy, my least favorite thing is how this game has <laughs> no ability to even decide what it wants to do in the rules. Like, changing from a d20 to 2d10, deciding that the way that you, like, say, mind turns into intellect, turns back into mind, and body gets turned into strength, gets turned back into body, like, I don't care if your rule. well, I do care if your rules are bad, but Jesus, at least make them uniformly bad. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I- I'm going to try and keep my... my- thing i don't like out of the top part of the book and not have it be about all the bad comics and just keep to the rules uh i'm, I'm gonna say the fact that they put in the inches in movement and they did not include a scale so it's impossible to determine what that means in like character speed and so on so rules is written these characters are all like snail slow oh yeah absolutely I found that, great thanks game 
just hilarious. That was that was far and away my favorite thing in here. Or I guess I should say least favorite thing in here because of how silly it was. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, would you play this? No, goodness no. I don't know that I could play this. It doesn't have rules. <laughs> it's got the suggestion of rules. This is the LaCroix of rules. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. This will be a rare change-up. This is exactly where I like my dumbass game. It's too stu- it, it, It's exceedingly stupid, which makes for a good night of, uh, of pointless making fun of the rules and also trying to play in them. Uh, and it, but it's also agreeably short. It's only like 12 pages of bad rules, which means it's the kind of thing I would play if I was running something at a convention. It's the kind of thing I would play if I was drunk. Exactly. I mean, Lord knows I'd like to be again, but boy, I need that so many things before I can do that. Uh, but but yeah, I, I'm just saying this is right in there where I would play this at a convention just to be like, guys, you got to check out this dumb shit. Because we, le- we read a lot of role-playing games where, guys, you got to check out this dumb shit is what's in my head right away. I mean, that's why we have a fucking show. Um, but... Guys, you have to check out this dumb shit. It's 300 pages long, and it's boring. It's not a good pitch. This is right in that wheelhouse for slap this on a table at a convention and be like, we're going to do this dumb shit. All right, man. That's fine. We can have a difference of opinion. It's rare, and it happens sometimes. There you go. All right, everybody. Uh, I guess it's time for us to plug our own shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I suppose if if you want to get the plugs out, then... Sure. I'll fire away. Wait, hold on. Are you suggesting that we insert plugs into our own feces? Oh, were you not? I, you know, I, now that I, I think about it. don't even know anymore. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that this isn't a productive area of discussion. Uh, go to our Patreon, why not? And support us at the $1 level. And what will you get for that? Why you'll get bonus content where we force ourselves to use these rules to make characters. And I got to tell you, this is a rare one where the rules are so stupid and open to interpretation that you're going to get some wild results. Yep. This is going to be worth it. So that's going to be at patreon.com slash system mastery at the $1 level to unlock the bonus content, the most basic of our content at bonus level. You get usually two or three of those a month. There's other levels you can also support. $2 unlocks a bunch more stuff. $5 unlocks a bunch more stuff. There's a lot of stuff to unlock. Yes, indeed. Uh, Also, we have a book coming out that we really need to start pressing the flesh on because it comes out in like a month and a half. So we have written our second book. It's called Dungeon Meister, and it's a list of party drink recipes. I know that sounds... I know that sounds like a wild swing from our first book, and it is. It so is. <laughs> it's a it's a list of cocktails that you can make at a, at a party to impress your friends with your dumb nerdy jokes that we gave you. Hooray! Good job. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, available for I think like fifteen bucks, fourteen ninety five, uh, wherever fine books are sold. You can find it on the Simon and Schuster website, which is the first place I'm supposed to advertise for it because that's the publisher. Uh, and then beyond that, you can find it pretty easily on things like Amazon or at your local Barnes and Noble, that kind of stuff. Once Great. again, that's Dungeon Meister. Yes, with the the umlauts, uh, and find that wherever books are sold right now in pre order mode. All right, I guess that's about enough plugs for me. John, you got anything you want to plug? Nope. Then let's get the hell out of here. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you in a few weeks with yet more System Mastery content. And until then, you have a good one.